Hi, you're listening to A Moment of Calm, a podcast for burnt-out high achievers and busy professionals where we talk about common situations and experiences that might be causing you stress, overwhelm, anxiety, or mental and emotional challenges. We explore how you can address these with a series of micro-habit changes, belief shifts, and simple aligned action-taking so that you can experience more moments of calm in your day-to-day. My name's Michelle and I'm a qualified counsellor, entrepreneur, author, speaker and owner of Mental Health Marketplace, Calm Cabana, which supports you to take control of your own mental health and well-being and support you to create more inner calm, reduce your stress and strengthen your resilience from the inside out. So let's get into today's episode. Hello everybody, my name is Michelle and I am the host of the podcast, A Moment of Calm. And thank you so much for being here and listening into this new podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me listening in. And the purpose of bringing this podcast to your ears is, as the name suggests, to support you to have a little moment of calm in your day-to-day when you tune into particular episodes. So I wanted to start the podcast off with a little bit of my story and my background regarding anxiety, being a high achiever, particularly what is known as high functioning anxiety and just some of the key moments that this has shown up for me across my life and the things that I've done to support myself and how that's really led me to Uh, begin this podcast but also start my mental health marketplace and brand Calm Cabana. So I'll dive into all of that a little bit more but I guess the first story that I wanted to share is really what got me to the point that I am at right now today and uh, you know bringing this brand, this podcast and these supports out into the world and you know there are really probably five key moments that spring to mind immediately when I think about my anxiety journey and like really key pivotal moments in my life where I felt that perhaps anxiety or my sensitive nature or uh, you know my tendency to maybe overthink a little bit has impacted me negatively and kind of become a catalyst for me to make some changes in my life Some of those times I was a lot younger and maybe didn't have the capacity to quite understand what was going on. Uh, But as I've been able to reflect on those into adulthood, I've been able to kind of process those differently and make changes to my thought patterns and the way that I respond to those situations and how I've kind of reconciled those to be able to move forward more effectively in my adulthood. So... The most recent pivotal moment that I had was around 12 months ago now and I want you to picture me sitting on one of those random shopping center couches in the middle of the shopping plazas. You know, they've got those couches where you can have a little break and sit down and, you know, there's often next to a rubbish bin and I found myself sitting on one of those with the pram next to me. My baby girl was around six months old at the time And I had sunglasses on indoors because I was fighting back tears and I didn't want anyone else to see that I was pretty much about to burst out crying. And the reason that I found myself sitting on this couch was because I had so many things that I needed to do. At this point, I had come out of maternity leave and I was running multiple businesses around caring for my daughter full time. 
and all of the things that come with adult life, you know, keeping the house in order, social life, self-care. And we were also smack bang in the middle of a full house renovation. So lots of stuff going on. As you know, the name suggests of this episode, I am definitely a high achiever and I am very well known for putting too much on my plate at one time. And yeah, I found myself sitting on this couch literally paralyzed and just not able to bring myself to do anything on that to-do list. I instead got dressed, I got the pram and I walked to the local shopping center. It's about five minutes from my house and I just sat there and just kind of watched people walk by and tried to, I guess, regain myself a little bit. Um, Just have a bit of uh, a break and a pattern interrupt and process where I was at and how I was feeling and you know I was watching this lady in a nearby cafe and she looked so beautifully well presented in like work attire she had her hair slicked back perfectly in a bun she was typing away on her laptop drinking probably some double shot latte and then she was also talking on the phone to someone which sort of sounded like a client meeting or some kind of work-related meeting and I just looked at her and I thought how you know, how is she over there getting all of it done without, you know, losing the plot like I am? And how is it that I'm over here sitting on a couch, literally feeling paralyzed? And I just kind of had this moment where I thought it's actually got nothing to do with what we both have to do. It's all got to do with how we're responding to it and how we choose to let it impact us. And for me in that moment, I was letting the to-do list and all of the different responsibilities that I had in my life at that time completely overwhelm me. I was overstimulated. I just didn't know which way was left or right. I was constantly feeling the pressure of a heavy mental load and all the things that you know we have to do as parents and entrepreneurs, as employees, whatever it is that you might be doing. And it had just got to a point for me where something had to change uh, because I wasn't able to do all of the things and I certainly wasn't able to function as effectively and productively as I had prior to having a child bringing you know motherhood into the equation I think added a completely new layer that I had obviously never experienced before and you know that's a full-time job in itself let alone adding businesses a home renovation and all of the other things that come you know with looking after yourself and effectively showing up in the world so I had this sort of moment of epiphany where I thought something really needs to shift here or I am going to end up being this crying puddle of tears on a shopping center couch every day and feeling this sense of paralysis of not being able to tackle the to-do list, not knowing where to start and, you know, feeling this dread and this like just underlying sense of unease and anxiety and overwhelm every day. And that's not how I want to show up. That's not how I want to show up as a mom for my daughter. It's not how I want to show up for my businesses. It's not how I want to show up for myself because honestly, the first thing that goes when I'm in these situations is caring about myself the self-care goes out the window I you know put everyone else before me and I really just do like the most high priority tasks that need to be addressed during the day which at that point in my life was being a mom and that was my absolute priority so a lot of other things kind of fell to the wayside so in that moment 
I kind of had this realization that it, it is about how I'm responding to all of this and how I'm supporting myself to respond to it and that I need to make some changes to better support myself and not only for my own benefit, for the, but for the people around me as well, my daughter, my partner, my friends, my family, and you know the businesses and the clients that I'm supporting as well. And I went home with that and I really started to look at making some changes and supporting myself to show up better, but also pulling things away, like getting rid of things and not having so much on my plate because that clearly wasn't really working. And, you know, I I went through this process over time. You know, it doesn't happen overnight, but I started putting things in place to support myself with products Uh, some different types of supports and strategies and uh, moving things around in my schedule and slowly but surely I was able to start reducing that sense of being in survival mode that fight or flight and I was able to start regulating myself and my nervous system a lot more effectively and being able to show up from a better place where the anxiety and the stress and the overwhelm was becoming less and less apparent and as I was doing that I was thinking to myself, you know, this this work is so needed by people and oftentimes mental health support, uh, going to a psychologist or a counsellor, uh, you know, or even like things like medication and that sort of thing are so inaccessible and unaffordable for so many people. To go to a psychologist, especially here in Australia, you know, it can be like 160 to $200. Yes, there are some rebates that you can get, but you know, that's a lot of money for people that are struggling. And especially at the moment, our cost of living, our post-COVID life is very difficult and challenging. And, you know, we're hearing words of we might be going into a recession and things like that. So this year could really become really challenging for a lot of people and that they might not be able to access some of those mental health supports. So I kind of thought to myself, like I'm buying all these like random different self-care products and uh, you know anxiety management tools from all these different places and there's you know things that I'm listening to or things that I'm watching and like like more service-based kind of things that you know what if this could all just be in one spot where you could almost have it like as your mental health shop And you just go online and you go and stock up on the things that you need. Or maybe if you are struggling and you haven't got some of these things, you can go and stock up and get some supports in place that you can use from the safety and the comfort of your own home. And as a, you know, a qualified counselor myself, and, you know, I've worked for a number of years in the counseling space with hundreds of clients prior to running my businesses, I really value being able to give clients that autonomy to take their mental health and their self-care into their own hands and to be able to self-manage themselves and self-lead themselves. And a big part of what was coming up for me is how can I support people to be able to, you know, almost equip themselves from home and to be able to do a lot of this work themselves so that they can make some shifts and changes in their own lives without the hefty price tag. And it's not to say that people don't need psychologists or they don't need to go and get professional help. You know, I am a counselor. I'm obviously an advocate for professional help. And especially if you're at a point where you are really needing some support, 
but I also believe that there are some things that you can put in place for yourself that, you know, in between the sessions with the psychologist or, you know, those periods where maybe you're not able to afford that kind of support, you've got things in place at home uh, that have built your emotional resiliency toolbox that you can lean on in those challenging and tough times and pull yourself out of them more effectively or in the long run, prevent yourself from getting into those places altogether. So with all of that, that's when Calm Cabana was born. It was the idea of having mental health products, services, and events in one spot to support people to be able to look after themselves uh, from the comfort of their own home and to really be able to self-lead themselves in their recovery or uh, the management of their emotions and their thoughts and their life. And that all really sprung from that day on a shopping center couch where for me, I was really struggling and feeling like this was the kind of support that I needed uh, and that I'm, you know, thankfully in a position where I was able to lean on my past skills, my past education and know where to start looking for those supports for myself. And I know what works for me. And I really wanted to be able to bring that into the lives of other people as well. Um, and Calm Kubana was born as a result of that. So over the past 12 months, I've really been working on building that. And for me, that has been an accumulation of work during baby naps. And I have a baby who hasn't been a great sleeper. She's now a year and a half old and she's only just starting to sleep through the night. And I had a period of months, months, nearly 12 months of multiple, multiple wakes per night and running off one to two hours sleep, uh, you know, broken sleep every single night. And uh, that kind of, I think, also brought out the anxiety and the stress and the overwhelm for me because I was operating from a place of sleep deprivation. My ability to think rationally or to kind of care for myself effectively was diminished because I was running on fumes from such a lack of sleep. So I think with that, I was even more motivated to be able to support people. And maybe you're a new mom listening to this, or maybe you're a mom of a number of kids and you've totally been where I've been, where the sleep deprivation is just getting at you and really impacts your ability to like be that cool, calm and collected parent or employee or business owner that you would love to be. And hopefully this podcast will support you, you know, during those times, Uh, or if you're needing more support in the form of, you know, products or uh, tools and strategies, then you might like to check out the website, calmcabana.com.au as well. And I'll pop that in the show notes if you do want to go and check that out and see if there's anything that might stand out for you. So I'm going to go backwards a little bit now. I just wanted to start with that kind of story and provide some context around this podcast and how it all came to be. Um, But I'm going to go back a little bit now and just provide a bit of an overview historically of my anxiety journey and what that's looked like and how it has evolved over time and how I've got better and better at managing it Uh, and how maybe that will be um, a comfort for you to show that you're not alone in this and that even the people that can seem to have it all together or the people that are really successful on the outside or you know look great on paper can also be struggling behind the scenes with 
anxiety or stress or overwhelm and that you know you're not alone in that but that there are ways that you can support yourself through it so I would consider myself an anxious person for like the majority of my life I remember in primary school like grade one grade two people would call me a worry wart my mom would say you know you're not happy unless you're worrying and I was just a really sensitive kid that you know, I thought deeply about a lot of things. I would ask my mom, like, how does, how did we get here? How does the universe work? Like I'd ask really deep questions and I'd always be kind of pondering the meaning of life and, um, you know, what it is that we were here to do and achieve and, um, those kind of things. And as a result of that, you know, I picked up on things that other people didn't, I'd be very, uh, you know, clued into how people were feeling even if they weren't necessarily saying it I could kind of notice patterns of behaviors and pick up on when people needed support or weren't maybe at their best and that has served me really well over time and obviously going into the profession of being a counselor I really lent into those skills and have made them you know worthwhile for me from a um career development sense and and an income sense I suppose but I I guess was always also struggling with some of those challenges myself and having to you know proactively manage my own thoughts and my own emotions and um, the sensitivities that I had around you know really feeling for other people or worrying how other people were doing or a lot of the time worrying whether I was supporting people effectively or doing a good enough job and all of those kinds of things would come up a lot for me and I think through primary school and high school it wasn't quite evident to me that you know that's what it was I think for me I was really just living life and going through the day-to-day and there wasn't a real awareness of being able to change anything about myself or to really think that there was anything that needed to be changed changed I suppose and so it wasn't really until I went into adulthood and sort of moved out of home and you know you've got those responsibilities that come in around adulthood that I started to notice more and more how my thoughts and emotions could impact me or hold me back and prevent me from reaching my full potential. So after high school I went straight into university and I knew in year 10 I wanted to be a psychologist. I knew that with my whole heart and for me it was a straight path and I went straight into uni and I got it done uh, and moved into my first counselling related role when I was 21. So I was out in the field I suppose pretty early and uh, starting to you know build a corporate career for myself and I think what I found working professionally with my anxiety or my stress is that I would often overload myself. I'd want to take on more and more work because I consider myself to be very productive and I get the results and I care about people that I'm getting the results for and that shines through in my work. But I would often be a little bit of a people pleaser and I would say yes to more work when I probably should have said no. I would you know, not want to act like I couldn't take something on or that my capacity was capped. And I would always say yes to like new clients or more challenging clients or, you know, taking on an extra 
staff workshop or something, you know, along the lines of that until I got to a point where I'd overload myself and then I would get to a point of complete overwhelm where I couldn't like physically get it all done and, you know, I'd be up late or working late and sort of stressing about having to finish projects or client work or client notes and things um, that, you know, were outside of my capacity during working hours and that's been a pretty common theme most of my life I you know I'm notorious for overloading myself like I said like all of my friends and family know that of me I was you know working three jobs during high school I would go and work after school I would um, do babysitting I was also working throughout VCE I left school and started university as I was just saying and I was still working multiple jobs I, um, what else did I do? Once I moved into, you know, corporate full-time work, I was also uh, building a business on the side with my partner uh, and effectively getting to a point where I was managing two full-time jobs while also studying my master's degree. And yeah, I was someone that just kind of thrived off being that productive, busy, high achieving person. And that was a big part of my identity. And I did love it when people would be like, I don't know how she does it. And how do you get all of this stuff done? You're amazing. But on the flip side of that, I would often have these moments where it became too much for me. And, you know, the crippling overwhelm of how am I going to get all of this done? Uh, Or the pressure and the stress of like managing the load of that all, the mental load, the scheduling, uh, all of that. It was like this constant energy of go, go, go. Like your mind's always working at 100% and I wasn't giving myself time to just chill out. I wasn't giving myself the breaks and the white space that I needed to like recharge my system and to like regulate myself. It was always like go, 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 go. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I really struggled with rest. Like if I went and sat on the couch and watched Netflix, I'd feel like, ugh, I should be doing something else. I should be more productive. And it took me a long time to realize how important rest is and that rest is actually a productive task, which I might talk about a little bit more in a minute. But yeah, like all through that period of building my corporate career, it was more so just a a sense of overwhelm and anxiety around making sure I was doing a good job at all of the things that I was taking on and pretty much being as productive and effective as I could. But that came with a lot of overwhelm and questioning, like questioning myself, am I doing enough? Am I doing a good enough job? If I made a mistake, I would, you know, beat myself up about that. I've come down really hard on myself for not being perfect and definitely had a lot of perfectionistic uh, traits as well that um, you know I wanted to be the best I wanted to stand out and I didn't want to be a learner like I wanted to know everything from the get-go and I didn't want to have to go through any learning journeys Um, even though I am someone that loves to ask a lot of questions and make sure I'm doing things correctly uh, I do kind of want to pick something up really quickly or just have this like innate skill and talent at doing things um, which you know when I don't have that straight away that can create some you know stress for me as well and so I guess bringing myself to like another one of those sort of five pivotal moments um, my partner and I were building a business 
alongside working full-time like I mentioned and it was starting to do really well and we got to a point where uh, we both need to leave our jobs and focus on that business full-time and there was a lot of anxiety in that for me because while it was really exciting it was also really scary like it was so unknown uh, it was uncharted waters for me like I had never built a successful business before I didn't know what was coming didn't know what to expect and all of a sudden it's like everything's on your shoulders you don't just get a paycheck coming into your inbox regardless of what you've done uh, you really have to create the results and you have to use your time effectively and I went from having like this full-time job that was a nine to five um, and you know working around that you know at the night time and weekends to all of a sudden having like a full week to be able to work on a business and I really had to recalibrate and re- learn how to restructure my schedule around that and I think just for me personally like the responsibility of running your own show um, like brought out some anxiety in me and I had a moment I remember where I was sitting in my warehouse and looking at all like the stock and the amazing orders that we had and I just sort of sat on the ground and started crying and I just thought like what I don't know what I'm doing and like I'm just so afraid of messing things up or not doing a good enough job or something going wrong like I used to have all these worst case scenario thoughts of like things just failing or you know me making a huge mistake or things just going downhill like the success can't last and a lot of just you know challenging thoughts that created anxiety and stress for me and I found it quite overwhelming during that time to effectively manage myself and I had to be really conscious of how I supported myself during that time I had to get back into my self-care I had to make sure that all of the things I was surrounding myself with were calming and supportive and allowed me to show up as a better person in my business but also for me in my personal life and that moment on the floor of the warehouse was another one of those moments where you know I had that I've got to make some changes here I am not exercising enough I'm not having enough downtime I'm working myself to the bone to get results and it's not worth like your business is not worth that because you are your business and if you're not functioning effectively your business can't either so I was really acutely aware that if I didn't make some changes it could actually negatively affect our business and all of the things that we were working towards you know were ultimately going to be a reflection of me and how I was showing up for that and so I kind of dived deeper into self-development at that point I didn't really know much about podcasts there wasn't much about like business coaching back then this is around six-ish years ago now Uh, and so I started to dive into like the world of podcasts and learning more about personal development and how I could start to take more control over my own thoughts and shift my beliefs and my emotions around the things that were concerning me or worrying me and also bring in some more practical supportive strategies around like self-care and rest and I started doing yoga which you know I had never done before and I was like oh I don't like I don't see the point I had no spirituality practice whatsoever like 
didn't yeah didn't go down that track at all so I started to bring in some like spirituality which actually made a really big difference and things like yoga gave me that space to kind of shut down my mind a little bit and I would have all of these you know moments of clarity or just moments of peace in the yoga room that were just really powerful so yeah I I really started to kind of overhaul what life looked like for me and I I made a big realization that it wasn't all about working hard and the hustle and the grind and you know the blood sweat and tears it was really about having a sense of balance because ultimately like your health is the most important thing and if you don't have that like you can't necessarily have all the other things or you can I mean you can still have success and and things like that but how present are you with those things and how much are you able to actually enjoy the things that are happening to you if you don't necessarily have like your mental or physical health in check and so that was yeah another moment for me and a process of recalibrating and and bringing in some of the things that I'd really been neglecting and um, that was a process that kind of evolved over a few years and ultimately got us to the point where we began um, looking to start our family and uh, I became pregnant with my daughter uh, which kind of um, allowed me again to have that that process of stepping back you know during pregnancy I couldn't do the things that I would normally be able to do there was a lot of fatigue for me Uh, I had a really smooth pregnancy I was just really really tired so my capacity to do things was limited and I did again have to create more rest uh, more rejuvenation more white space more downtime and it almost like forced me into seeing how supportive that kind of time can be and how giving yourself more time to rest or giving yourself time to switch off can actually make you more effective in your work or you know as a parent or as a friend or whatever it is Um, because you're actually allowing the battery to recharge and you're not just kind of running on empty and that can be so important like doing less to actually do more it's such a mindset shift but it's actually one that I've found to be true in my own life and um, you know I think there's books and things that talk about this as well it's it's that notion of letting go of things that are kind of just dead weight or they're just not really serving you to allow you the space and the time and the energy and perhaps even the money to throw yourself into the things that do work for you. And so, yeah, ultimately then I had my daughter and, you know, moved into that next phase of my life, uh, you know, motherhood and all the amazingness that comes with that. And it has been such a beautiful journey. I have so loved being a mother to my daughter. It, you know, was something that I wanted so, so much. And, Um, I'm so grateful to be able to be in that position and have spent a beautiful 18 months uh, looking after her and, you know, running uh, my businesses alongside that and uh, allowing that sense of balance. I suppose I've learned that, you know, success doesn't necessarily come from the hustle and grind. It comes from when you are intentional about the things that light you up and that you're passionate about and that you can throw yourself into those uh, and you'll see results because your passion and your energy will shine through in the things that you do. Um, Yes, it has been challenging at times with the sleep deprivation and it has brought out 
more anxiety and overwhelm in me because I think the additional layer of the mental load of motherhood and, and just being parents, you know, it quadruples. There's just so many things that get added to your plate that you would have like never even considered. And it has been a juggle of like adjusting into that and working out my priorities and uh, schedules and how to effectively make sure I'm like across everything. Uh, And again, that's been a bit of a process of shedding. There's just been things I've had to let go of. There's been things I've had to say, I just can't, like, it's just not within my capacity. And that's been a big lesson for me. Cause like I said, when I was younger and when I was working corporate, I just said yes to everything. I was like, yep, load it on, load it on, load it on. I'll get it done. I'll make it work. But when you, you know, when you're a parent, it's not that easy. And for me being at home with Chloe for the majority of the time, you know, I have had to make decisions on what's a priority um, and what's, you know, something that can go on the back burner or something that doesn't need to happen whatsoever. And in creating Calm Cabana, a big part of that for me from behind the scenes, you know, was to support me to have all of my skills and passions under one umbrella rather than having multiple businesses going at once, I thought, you know, where do my skills shine through? Where does my passion shine through? And how can I use that to best support other people while also supporting me and having, you know, a business that fits in with my lifestyle in this season of my life? And that's, you know, another part of where Calm Cabana was the perfect fit. I was being called back to mental health support and really wanting to be able to bring that out into the world again and support people because I know times are tough at the moment and they have been for a few years now particularly and I really wanted to be able to show up for one business one brand and throw my energy into that when I have the time rather than feeling stretched across multiple things like I have been in the past and you know, has been kind of my trademark. (laughs) So this is new for me as well in the sense of paring down and streamlining and allowing myself to only focus on, you know, one core business and that, you know, what I focus on outside of that is life and um, family and enjoyment you know ultimately I'm in a phase of life where I want to enjoy time with my family and I want to be able to go out on the weekend and hang at the park or go down to the beach and things like that rather than thinking oh no that's you know a day where I have to work or I you know have to catch up on this this and this task that I didn't do during the week I want to be able to have more flexibility and uh, craft a lifestyle that suits me and where I am at in my life and also where I want to go in my life and for me personally that is being able to bring Calm Cabana to you to bring this podcast to you as well as an accessible and free opportunity to get support. I really hope that with every episode I can give you that moment of calm and that's what I want to achieve. I want to dive into really specific topics in short episodes I mean this is probably going to be the longest episode on the podcast and it wasn't planned I've just kind of been rambling off the top of my head Um, but I want to bring you bite-sized specific supportive episodes that dive into one key area one key challenge or you know one key goal and really support you hopefully by the end of that episode to feel like you can take a big deep breath 
that your nervous system feels more regulated and you can feel like you've had a moment of calm by tuning in and listening to me uh, speaking to you and taking that moment for yourself as well. So thank you so much for being here. I hope that this episode has at least just given you a little bit more context about me and, um, you know, how I've got to this exact place speaking into your earbuds today. And I hope it also helps you to feel less alone perhaps in your journey and that, you know, high functioning anxiety for high achievers is so, so common. It's not really talked about enough. You know, with anxiety, we often think about people that have anxiety disorders or they're not able to leave their home or, um, you know, things like OCD symptoms and people that uh, might even have social anxiety and they can't go to parties or they have panic attacks over things. But high-functioning anxiety, and there will be a whole episode about this, but it's really more nuanced than that and it's often really hard to detect in other people and a lot of high achievers and overachievers and you know just busy professionals might not even know that they have it they might just palm it off as you know a bit of stress or being a bit overworked or they're not going to tell anybody about it because they're keeping up this bravado of I'm a high achiever like I get shit done I you know am that productive person that everyone knows me to be and for me to turn around and admit that I can't cope or I'm not I'm struggling or I don't have the capacity is a weakness and they don't talk about it so I hope to shed some light on that for you if maybe you feel like this could be something that you're struggling with and you do want to start getting some supports around it even if those are self-made supports that you put in place for yourself rather than you know um you know more professional supports at this stage but yeah, it's so, so, so common and it can almost be mistaken as, you know, that workaholic mentality and I work hard. Um, but when it is sort of impacting you in a way that you're struggling to sleep or you are holding yourself back from your true potential or you're making big mistakes or you feel like that brain fog and you're just not really operating as effectively as you know you can, uh, or maybe even getting to a point where you feel your nervous system is starting to like spark or shut down. You're feeling maybe withdrawn. Uh, you're questioning yourself. You've got a lot of self-doubt or you are just kind of dissociating from the things that actually brought you joy. Then it might be a sign that you need some supports in place to um better regulate yourself and support you to move through uh, some of these anxiety symptoms. So once again, thanks so much for being here. I would love it if you could follow the podcast, if you could save it depending on what app you're tuning in from and make this a regular part of your week so that I can help to bring you a little moment of calm. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope you found this conversation helpful. If you would like to connect further, I'd love to see you over on Instagram at calm underscore cabana or you can check out all of our products, services and events for mental health and wellbeing support at www.calmcabana.com.au and if you'd like any additional support from me personally, you can also sign up for my Calm Calendar mini course which steps you through how to structure your day so that you can wake up in the morning and feel good when you look at your calendar 
or my signature program, The Calm Code, which supports you to dive into my four steps to creating more calm from the inside out and really being able to strengthen your emotional resiliency toolbox so that you can show up out of survival mode and be more calm and effective in your day-to-day. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear what you thought, or you can also leave a review or rating, or you can share it on your socials as well so that more people can find this podcast and access support. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.